0: You're listening to the Authentic Sellers Club podcast. I'm your host, Danielle, a career saleswoman, a single mom, and someone deeply passionate about the art of the sale. I wanted to create a space for the seller, not the sellout. So here you will find practical conversations, tips and tricks, and real life stories on how to show up as your full authentic self in the world of sales. Whether you are new or you've been selling longer than I've been alive, this podcast is a place for you. No matter the size of the deal, you shouldn't have to compromise who you are to experience success. And in this room, sales is not a dirty word. Welcome to the club. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining. This is the Authentic Sellers Club podcast. I'm your host, Danielle. And today I have my longtime friend, Monashigoli Shigoli joining me. Thank you so much for being here so happy.
1: I'm super happy to this be here is
0: amazing so just to get started can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself
1: yes so um I have been in business for 15 years my goal was to always work in a big corporation that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing today um the whole time I've been in heavy equipment mm-hmm. so very um, male dominated to say the least, Mm -hmm. but in, um, in college I studied international business. So the, the whole vision was to work for a multinational company and get to work with different countries. Um, but most of it has been in sales and marketing. So yeah, it's been fun. And you know, in 15 years, I'm now a mom of two, a two year old and a one year old. So life is really fun, but yeah. (laughs) The company got to see me fresh out of college, Mm Mana, and then 30 year old Mm Mana, and then mother Mm Mana. And it's just been really interesting to see how my roles have adapted as I've Mm -hmm. changed um, and how the company has has really adapted with me.
0: Amazing. Yes. So when you are not working, Yes. What is showing up as important for you in your daily routine?
1: So my two favorite things are hanging out with my kids Mm -hmm. and not hanging out with my kids. I'd love saying that <laughs> right. So, with the kids, I love to spend time with them, take into museums, get outside, play with them like that. That makes me just so happy. Travel, you're amazing at traveling with your kids. Love to travel with the kids, yeah. That we want to show them the world mm-hmm. outside of that, though. My me time is super important, minimum of one hour a day. Um, working out, enjoy my coffee, my lattes yeah. that you get to enjoy right now, so right good. in the morning, but. Th- those are like just grounding a little bit, feeling mm-hmm. the sun against my face and yep. just with all the chaos that is my life, those those quiet moments, you know, those get me so excited too. Yeah. So um, important to have both.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right? So today we are going to be discussing a couple of things. We're going to talk about setting the bar and we're also going to be talking about healthy detachment. So we've yes. got a lot to cover in 20 minutes. So let's dive into it. Okay, so first we're going to talk about setting the bar. Yes. And that was a topic that you seemed excited about. So It's so important. That leads me to believe maybe there's some good stories around it. Always good stories. Okay, go for it. What you got, (laughs) girl?
1: No, I mean, I think when you start working with an account, whatever it is, people are sizing you up. Mm -hmm. And first impressions are everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me – Going into the field immediately, I was very different from my predecessor. I was, you know, very dressed up and very fabulous, and I have this, you know, way about me that probably isn't the best fit in Idaho or Montana or Alaska. <laughs> I beg or, to
0: differ.
1: You know, right? <laughs> um, so it was really important to me that. The customer realized i had their back yeah like that was the biggest thing mm-hmm. you know so getting back to them immediately that's something everybody noticed mm-hmm. was how quickly i was getting back to them how much i would fight for them to make it right mm-hmm. back with corporate and what do i you know this is what they need and this is when we're going to accept it buy-in you mm-hmm. know just there's a level that i was coming in even though i didn't act like i knew everything at all sure i didn't push right? Like I wasn't very pushy in the beginning. I just wanted them to know I had their back.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, That very quickly we started gaining trust Mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I got so passionate about it. You know, that was my first field assignment was working in the Northwest and you know, just completely outside of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. of my environment, right? Because have
0: you been in Nashville... You've always been in Nashville.
1: I was in Nashville. Then I moved to Illinois where our corporate headquarters are. So I was already a little bit out um, <laughs> of place. Hey, like, I'm a
0: corn-fed girl. Yeah. So I, did, like, I mean, reverse, literally. We did the reverse. Yes. Trip. Right. We did the
1: yeah. It's trip. So then I was like, man, I really paid my dues. And and that's also important. I think you have to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. I think a a lot of um, first timers coming in, they expect everything given to them and they haven't paid their dues, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to pay my dues. I had to do four years of extensive training before the company said, okay, we now trust you to be the face of the company and you can go and have this portfolio and cover the Northwest out of Seattle. So they moved me out to Seattle. Um, I really wanted a big city, Mm -hmm. which I got, which Mm -hmm. is perfect. But like I said, I covered Mining customers, I covered yeah. farming customers. I did aggregates. I, I mean, I was I was in it. Mm-hmm. You know, heavy mm-hmm. construction um, with a massive portfolio, and yeah. probably most of the time the only girl in the room, yeah. um, in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so i knew what i was up against i had a lot of people that doubted me even back at corporate doubted yeah. you know
0: But isn't that sometimes the best motivation oh so good <laughs> i'm like tell me one more time in for this year the thing right. i can't do
1: right okay great now i remember watch. the hiring manager asked if i was ready to get my hands dirty <laughs> and i was just like i'm pretty sure you've never asked that to a male you yeah. know yeah. i'm sure you've yeah. never asked and yeah. Shortly after that, I was going to see a landfill of customers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just making it work, making yeah. it happen. I yeah. remember my shoes got totally ruined that day mm-hmm. and I just, it didn't even bother me, yeah. you know, um, customer loved it. Yeah. That I'm just out there. And- yeah. Looking, looking all fly, but in front of their landfill. I remember whenever I found like some
0: of the luxury <laughs> shoe brands that actually have soles that are non-skid. And yeah. I was like because someone knows because yeah. someone has been right. walking through a warehouse all day. Right. In these, and that right. was like there was something about it that I was like really excited to see. Right. There are women who've done this before.
1: Absolutely. And wore
0: really good shoes in the process. Oh,
1: and still look <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> That was one thing, you know, recently I was, um, at a, at a, like a baby shower, I think. And this, um, this girl came up to me and she's, she's fresh in the field force, she just graduated college and said, you know, how much did you have to change yourself when you went out there with a male dominated company? Cause I'm going to be mm-hmm. in a male dominated company. And I said, you don't change yourself. Not with like, that. My Persian princess was the thing that was, <laughs> that made me, yeah. you know, that, that's what Just the customers loved about me. Yeah. I did not change who I was. Did I buy a lot of flannel in the Northwest? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So yes, I did do that.
0: Pendleton can be sexy.
1: (laughs) Right. I made it work. <laughs> um, it grew on me. Yeah. So, but there is, but still my feistiness, you know, my Persian fire, mm-hmm. where I did feel like in the Midwest, that made corporate very nervous. Oh, yeah. Very I nervous, bet right? They're like, who is she going to yell at our customers? Is she going to get aggressive? And like, no, I get aggressive with corporate. Right. right. <laughs> Not to my customer, right. to corporate. Well,
0: kind of when you were saying, you know, at the beginning of really helping a customer understand quickly that you've got their back. Their back. That was something that I feel like I've done in my career. Also, yes. I've got clients who refer to me as their bird dog. That oh, I love it. I like, and I've said to people, like, I'll work with you for a little while, and when you hire new people, they'll think I'm your employee, yes. not your vendor. Oh, I love that. And I do work really hard to make sure that I advocate for you. Right. So that's that's just my standard of business. That's right. just how I work. Yes. So it does make it really beneficial whenever you have to have tougher conversations with that same client. exactly. And you have that track record of how long you're like, I've had your back. I'm like, so glad you said that. Why don't you have mine right, right now? Like, this is weird. Right. And you can say that as like in a personal way, yes. not in a per my previous email oh. nonsense. Right. If the
1: relationship is there. Mm-hmm. Right. And like that, that happened very quickly. I was killing myself for them. And there was yeah. one thing I needed them to do. And it was a, it was a big thing that mm-hmm. corporate really wanted them to do the dealership to do. And so I, I reminded the VPs and the executive president of Mm -hmm. here's everything I've done for you. Mm -hmm. And I have one ask, well, what is it? And I told them and they were like, okay, we'll do it. You know, but let let me remind (laughs) you, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so I got, and that's, I think that's what my corporate loved is that. Man, all of a sudden, I had dealerships that were not even on the radar of how great they were. Mm -hmm. That my predecessor wasn't that engaged. She wasn't pushing, you Mm -hmm. know. And then I get in there, and within a year, they're one of the top performing dealers. Yeah. You know? But it had to take, there was no trust there. Yeah. Right. So it had to take me fighting for them, Mm -hmm. getting angry when I needed to with the right people. Yeah. For them to say, okay, we need to pick up our slack too. I mean, she's killing herself over here.
0: Yeah. I had a manager one time um, tell me that clients spell love T-I-M-E. And it was like, if you have an opportunity to be there and be eyeball to eyeball with them toe to toe, um, not in a um, over- over the top way or not in a you know there's not even a good business reason for you to be here way like that's creepy but you know if you're there and you show up for like events that are important to them or you send them breakfast or whatever it might be um when they've got something important and you're there and you make a priority for them I've had you know newer people say how do you do that whenever you've got so many accounts right and it's like the reality is, it always works itself out. Like, don't worry about a problem that you don't have in front of you. Like, right. don't lower your standard of what right. you're going to give because you think you can't give that as you grow. It it works out. Like, yeah. I find that I always have like, okay, I've got to keep this p- plate spinning, right? And I get them going, and then someone else needs my attention, and that plate's going, so right. I can go give somebody else a little bit more undivided attention, and and you, it works itself out. Yeah, you
1: get your time management figured out
0: mm-hmm.
1: who needs more handholding you know i had three large accounts and I, they were my children mm-hmm. i loved them equally mm-hmm. but they needed my love in different ways yeah. right mm-hmm. and so one of the kids always needed me to be there right mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i always had to be there the other one um was pretty self-sufficient and, yeah. and top performing you mm-hmm. know but i still wanted to make sure that i'm yeah. showing up to their games you Absolutely. know what i mean so yeah. um you do figure out how a person wants their interaction to be with you and Mm -hmm. how often you're going to be there. But I'll tell you, I mean, how quickly I was getting back, how much I cared about their business. And you mentioned, you know, when you show up, like I went to Fairbanks, Alaska and dead winter. Mm -hmm. And that meant so much to them that I was showing up, Mm -hmm. you know, with my all my North face on, like ready to go. Yeah. That yeah. meant the world. They're like, we always had people come in the summer. The fact that you would come yeah. in December or February or I always went. And yeah. I mean, it's like, that's when my big accounts were. I had to go there. Yeah. So yeah. I think making yourself accessible to an extent mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. Um, and just figuring out where the customer needs you because after a while just like you're saying like you're part of the company they wanted me to beat people they were interested to hire yeah they wanted me to interact with them and see what i thought and i'm not even an employee of theirs Uh you know but i
0: have a client who has me review their contracts with other vendors Mm, yeah they'll ask me to sit in on sales calls with other vendors to make sure they're not getting looped right and that's huge. that's huge. I'm like, I can't even sell this thing to you and right. you just want me to send it. Sure. I mean, right. I met with a client today to go over their cyber liability coverage mm. to make sure that it was what they actually needed and stuff. Right. Like, it's a different way of saying that they trust you whenever they yeah. invite you into things like that. Of course. And, and that, again, it just makes so many other conversations that otherwise could be really challenging. Right. Really, really simple.
1: Right. Not easy. No. But simple. And I don't think it matters what industry you're in or geography like i started covering south america after i did the northwest and it's the same thing Mm -hmm. you know they want to make sure you have their back you're getting back to them quickly Mm -hmm. you're visiting them when they need you to visit them Mm -hmm. you're pushing new ideas where it might make sense Mm -hmm. but that's a universal thing i think in business and sales
0: absolutely yeah absolutely Okay, so let's pivot a little bit. Yes. It's still kind of in the same vein. How have you experienced healthy detachment, yeah, within work like this? So we're setting the bar and we're showing right. up for our clients, but then we still have to take care of ourselves. Right. I had a conversation with someone once about what it is to be a salaried salesperson. Mm. And the reality is you're never you never really clock out. You never clock out. So they're buying the whole you, which in my mind means if you need to go to the gym to be the best version of yourself, that's what they're buying. So you go to the gym. If you need to go to therapy to be the best version of yourself, then you go to therapy whenever you need to, because the reality is there are no office hours. You're always working. Always. So what has your experience been around creating some healthy detachment and how has that maybe evolved over your career?
1: It's definitely an evolving thing. (laughs) Um, lots of mistakes were learned. Mm-hmm. I remember my my first month as a rep, I was getting 50 to 60 emails a day. Woof. And I didn't know the answer to 75% of them sure. that were coming in. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had these floor-to-ceiling windows in Seattle. And I remember, like, the the second week, I just wanted to throw my phone and shatter <laughs> the floor-to-ceiling window. <laughs> Because it's stressing me out so much you know yeah. so it, it takes time that one took time well yeah because you're wanting to get back to people right, right. you don't know
0: the answer so then right. you have to triage the question out right. and i don't know if you've experienced this but i've experienced that i work with a lot of people who are a lot better at uh, yeah. pto and not responding the yes disorder. and i'm like i just need you to answer this question right I now know. and they're like i'll answer it tomorrow yeah like your fire's not my fire and i'm like but what are you talking about
1: And you know what's so funny, I always ask VPs in our company, like these are the big boys, right? And girls, do you take all your vacation days? Mm -hmm. And they all are like, yes, we take all of our vacation days. So if the VPs are taking all their vacation days, I don't ever want to hear anybody saying they don't have enough time. Like you have to make time every time. You have to make time Mm -hmm. for the vacation days.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now we're very connected, Mm -hmm. right? I had to fill out in a questionnaire um, for my mentor, and she's like, "How do you want to communicate?" And I literally put, "Phone, email, text, anything." I'm a millennial and fully connected. <laughs> so I don't you want to call me? Yeah, I got it. I might even find me? a pigeon if you send right. it. Right, go ahead. No problem. So I'm fully connected, <laughs> but it was making me miserable. Like I noticed it was impacting me. And just like you're saying, like, you want the best me, I need to disconnect. Yeah. So the big thing so far in my 15 years, I do not work on the weekends unless I've really messed something up. Right. Yeah. Right. Or something is due and I have, that's probably a handful of times where I've had to bust open the laptop. So, Mm -hmm. so far I haven't worked a weekend, which is big. Bravo big um, because it's two days it's like true. i need two days i know i have
0: a manager who like usually come friday or something he's talking me off of a ledge and he's like do you know what i'm gonna do for you i'm gonna give you the next two days off don't yes. tell anybody and it's yes. like it's saturday and sunday yeah and i'm like you know there's been one time where there was like a monday holiday too he's like i'm even gonna throw in monday there you go <laughs> i am like thank you
1: take the two days take them because you know what monday you're gonna feel so damn good
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: you know Maybe you're gonna work a weekend Monday. You feel great, but I'm telling you, you keep doing that, and mm-hmm. it's over.
0: I know. Usually, if I start petering out on Friday, yeah, I'll be like, "Man, Monday Danielle is gonna be
1: pissed." Right? At Friday Danielle because she didn't get a damn thing. Yeah, done. yeah. I mean, hello. <laughs> you don't think Monday me <laughs> has been happy with Friday Mana before? Yeah. Like, it's hard. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I'm telling you, you gotta have two days completely disconnect. So I'm big on the mm-hmm. weekends. Mm-hmm. I'm big on t- taking a lunch mm. and now it's hard, right? We all work from home. I was working yeah. from home today. I was definitely um, scarfing down my lunch before a meeting. Yep. That definitely all happened, but don't sit at the desk. Don't do that to yourself. You need an hour to one hour.
0: Yeah. Give
1: yourself an hour. I do an hour. I work out. Yeah. I love it. I need it. I'm yep. the best like employee. I'm the best mom. I'm the best wife when I get one hour. Yep. So. Bare minimum. Mm-hmm. We are talking bare minimum. You take a lunch mm-hmm. and you take a weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah. I tell everybody, take your lunch. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. You're not going to work as good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah. And people will respect that. Mm-hmm. They will respect the damn lunch in a weekend, man. Come on. Right? Yeah. But I did, it did take me time to learn not to do email at night. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to push it all right
0: I still, I still struggle with that
1: it's hard me too i do too Especially that one's hard
0: when my kids that's the hardest when my kids were really little yes. it was like i was up nursing anyway yeah. <laughs> and i'm trying to just stay away i know right and i'd be like oh i can reply to this email right and so i figured out a very unhealthy tactic which was i would reply to the email but i would schedule it to actually email out oh, during business mm, hours yes which I thought was good you're right? because my client didn't know I was working that mm-hmm, late, mm-hmm. A but shame! I, <laughs> but you're was miserable working that late.
1: I was working that late. Yeah. See, I, the job where I covered all of South America was probably one of my more stressful jobs. I mean, Northwest and Alaska was really hard, but South America was just like next level. And so I went to therapy to just try to manage my stress and she was like, "I want you to sleep with your phone in another room." And I'm like, "You're crazy, girl. I'm you're like, insane. There's <laughs> no freaking way. You were nuts." Mm-hmm. And you know what? Oh my god, it helps so much because that's what I was doing. Middle of the night, yeah, I'd get used restroom while I'm awake. Let me just check and see what's going on. Uh-huh. And I, you're better than me. I didn't even hide the fact that that email's going out <laughs> at 3:30 a.m. I'm like, what is wrong with this girl? You know.
0: Well, there were some times where I felt like, oh, my clients are going to see how dedicated I yeah, am if yeah, I yeah, show them yeah, yeah. that
1: I'm working all of the time. It's
0: sad. But it is sad, <laughs> number one. And and it also, um, I think that it doesn't present the level of respect, like mutual respect. Right because you would never expect a president of a company or, you know, the signer, right. To Mm -hmm. be replying to you at that hour, you'd Mm -hmm. be like, baby, take a break. Yeah. Right. So that's something that I talked about on a previous episode was that power of not being available all the time to really set that equal playing field of respect. Right. And that was something that I had to learn kind of the hard way is sometimes people can wait a day.
1: Yeah, they can. And you know what, if I can't get to them right away, I'll tell them I can't. Yeah, I'll say just letting you know I've seen this, so that they got a reply. Just letting you know I've seen this. I love that because you know, the bad thing is I expect just like you an answer right away because that's how I work, Mm -hmm. right? But if someone's like, "I've seen this and I'll get back to you," oh my god, that makes okay. I'm good. Uh I don't. I don't get anxious. Correct. Correct. I'm like, right. (laughs) It's
0: like is that my anxious attachment talking?
1: Like, honey, (laughs) I'm all about that life. (laughs) I know all about anxious attachment. (laughs) Isn't that fun? <laughs> Isn't that so fun? I know. I'm
0: like, ooh, you know, further years in therapy. I'm like, this is why I'm good at sales, actually, yeah, unfortunately. Yes. And that's a fun thing, like learning that some of the attributes that are not the most helpful for you in your life also make you really good at your job. That's so funny. So how I've never, I
1: feel attacked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, how can right. you how can you continue to have those really great attributes that are why people choose to partner right. with you? And be honoring yourself and not creating resentments because that's what yes. I was finding too, is I was yes. trying to create resentments around yes. my clients that they didn't ask for. No. They weren't expecting me to email them at two in the morning.
1: Right. I did that. And I promise you, I was so much happier. I, I did it. Started putting my phone in another room. Do you still do it? Oh my. I don't do now, but my job is different. Okay. I don't get emails like that. Right, right, right now it's more strategy and it's totally different yeah but within sales yeah that's really that was like i was knee deep in it mm-hmm. god it made me it made me a better salesperson yeah, yeah. okay my wake up It's gonna get a little crazy that's yeah. fine but mm-hmm. you know what i'm a little happier i got some good sleep well and honestly i feel like whenever
0: Typically when someone's emailing me at that 11th hour anyway, they're in crisis. Yes. And half of what I think people partner with me for is because I'm great in Mm -hmm, a crisis, mm -hmm. like chaos.
1: Right. Love it. I know
0: her. I'm good. Yes. So if I'm well rested, if I can be the perky one that comes in and says, okay, we can handle this. Exactly. And sometimes that's exactly what a client needs more than an answer. They need to be calmed down so that we can be, you know, strategic instead of reactive. I love that
1: so i would love you as my salesperson you <gasps> just you know we see eye to eye i sell you
0: whatever you want i know i'm like the girl with the trench coat like you need a watch yeah you need a tell, me what you like, need. tell me what you need tell but me the, what you I
1: need but i think those attributes are so good but i do think boundaries come with experience mm-hmm. so just like you know yeah i didn't start out this way no I, way so right no, before we no started way. recording
0: i was telling mana about whenever i got married i had my cell phone in my wedding dress like like cleavage cell phone down the aisle and i walked down the aisle you know he said i do walked out of the church went into what's the little area like the bridal room or whatever Mm -hmm. and took an order yeah see that's not that's unhealthy i am now divorced and no one's surprised by that but um right yeah it was bad i mean having my children on the recovery room table taking emails that's not healthy and right. that's not sustainable. And there's not a single
1: client who
0: praises the fact that I did Nobody. that. No are like, you're nuts. Yeah.
1: It's not a good look. Uh uh-uh. Uh
0: uh-uh.
1: And I just, outside of, I wouldn't say maybe my clients feel like this, but I have seen people that work on the weekends or they're working late at night. And honestly, maybe this is judgy of me. I'm like, you don't have good time management, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I do think the best sales reps yeah. have a really good time management. They're very organized, you know? I'm like, you don't yeah. want someone flustered and all over the place. So, yeah. when those emails are coming out so late, yeah, I don't think it's a good look. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't that's think a it's good point.
0: Good look. I, I think 24 year old Danielle really could have benefited from hearing that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's hard these days. I mean, everybody's connected and everything. And I, I think that's very good. And I also think it's very bad. So, mm-hmm. you have to learn about, self boundaries. And I do think for me personally, it came from a little bit of insecurity because I did have to prove myself yeah, so much. Same. I, right? I've
0: been in male dominated industries yeah. too. And I was like, you know, I'm going to have to be, I think you and I had a conversation. Uh, I don't even know how many years ago you were like, you're going to have to be more prepared. You're going to yeah. have to be louder. You're going to yeah. have to repeat yourself. Right. And I was like, yeah, she's totally right. Yeah. But I don't have to do that. And no. Email you at two in the You morning.
1: can look a little bit more organized uh-huh. and get it done on time. And I'm not saying don't ever do it or whatever. If you need to, okay. But don't make that a standard. Yeah. Cause they're probably gonna look at your counterpart that's a male that doesn't do that, and it'd probably be a better look. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a little bit like it don't, looks so good. Don't be thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much
0: for listening to the Authentic Sellers Club today. Mana, thank you for being here. This has been so fun. I loved it. it so was great. great. So, in closing, is there anything that you would love to tell beginning of her career, Mana?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I think I was really um, insecure, maybe, about my my fire at times I felt like people wanted me to change that in the beginning Mm -hmm. but one of the best leaders I ever had he said don't ever lose that fire you know and that that's what I would say don't lose yourself don't try to change who you are be so proud of who you are and be so authentic of who you are yeah that's gonna make you the most successful um, so that's that's what I would really, really try to preach.
0: Amazing. Yes, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. Awesome getting to spend some time with you. And guys, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on um, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify so that you never miss an episode. You can connect with us on Instagram at Authentic Sellers Club. You can also find us on our website at AuthenticSellersClub.com. There you'll be able to find our show notes, resources, and any other information related to today's episode. Thank you again for listening, and we will be back soon with another episode. As always, I'm sending you so much love and those signatures. Bye for now.